Hey guys, welcome to Honest and Jazzy with Hannah and Jackie. I'm your co-host, Hannah Meira-Plotkin, providing the honest and simple side of our stories. And I'm Jackie Spinell, spicing up our stories with my jazzy personality. We got lots of positive feedback from our previous episodes, so we're going to do that again. Hannah? start us off yeah okay one I just wanted to say that we loved hearing from you on our newly made Instagram account great to hear your feedback but um amazing yeah but um okay my hot take is that snapchat is just so stressful could not agree more I hate snapchat I pretty much have have a debate with myself every single day (laughs) whether or not I should delete this draining stressful just just it just gives me so much anxiety this app it's just like oh I don't think it's like I don't think snapchat causes me anxiety I just don't love it as much as other apps because you can see like who left you undelivered or who left you unopened and I know that people have like positive intentions and it could have just like slipped their mind with like good friends and things it's just Mm -hmm. I don't know the whole setup of the app just isn't so appealing for me yeah no I definitely don't like the setup I mean like there's been days where I'm having like a conversation with a good friend and she leaves me or I'm sorry I'm thinking of one particular situation where my (laughs) friend left me on open and the next day I came into school and I was like I'm not going to say her name but um I said are you mad at me and she was like why I was like you left me on open you're having a an important conversation and she's like oh I didn't even realize like it's stuff like that I think that kind of throw me over the edge the one thing that okay this may just be me having short-term memory loss like when I have a conversation with someone and then put my phone down for a couple minutes or go to do something else and then come back and you can't see the previous chats like I don't know what we're talking about I I hate that I'm just like I'm I hate to be that person but what was our conversation and yeah yeah and also I just the whole thing with private stories I think that's what gives me anxiety I think it's just like like I just I could really go like out on a limb on this topic but it's just like who who's worthy to be on your private story like why'd they take me off my your private story like what's like it's just so much can I call out your sister (laughs) <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm off that private story by the way. <laughs> I didn't even realize. <laughs> you just like reminded me. <laughs> Can I talk about it? Go for okay. it. Okay. <laughs> so hi Phoebe Spinell, if you're listening, that's Jackie's sister. You know, we just wanted to say t- um specifically to Phoebe, um, we know that you have multiple private stories and we appreciate being on it one of them, but um we know you have more. <laughs> yep we know we're on the one with like 80 people but it makes us feel good it does make us feel good thanks baby like I am just I'm not even joking I I was like trying to fall asleep last night and I was like oh my gosh I have not seen like I thought of two people in particular like I have Mm -hmm. not seen their private story and I almost went onto my phone and like took them off off my private story immediately because I couldn't stand the thought but I didn't I went to sleep it was all good but still I had to take them off this morning see I don't think I get I don't really think like I, I see where you're coming from I feel like a lot of my school friends were either like close enough that we're on each other's private stories or not but I I don't think I really like fall through the cracks with any of my school friends but I, I can see what you're saying mm. 
yeah I, I definitely think like I, I I have my super close friends who like I wouldn't mm-hmm. think at all about right being on theirs but I there's just some people where I do fall in the cracks with um yeah yeah so I think this is kind of a good segue into talking about my hot take right which is that I just hate phones I I it's not I like I like the communication aspect but mm-hmm. I don't like the impact it has on other people I I don't like spending time with people and constantly being on our phones like that just doesn't do much for me I okay I've had a phone I had a phone pretty early on because I was biking back and forth to um a day camp summer camp and it was pretty important that I had some form of communication for like when I arrived or if you know I was home alone and also, I started babysitting pretty early on. So it's important for me to have a phone. But um, I, I agree with you. The communication aspect of it is good. But, like, when people are on their phones, instead of, like, talking and making eye contact, that's that just gets on my nerves. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I think – I just think, like, face-to-face contact is so important. And I think definitely in this day and age, it's kind of made me be even more thankful to it and – thankful for and obviously I'm, I'm very thankful for like mm-hmm. um online because obviously I mean it's, yeah with quarantine it's, it's so hard it's so hard but I just hope that like once once I get to see people in person it's not all about our phones I hope that mm-hmm. yeah um, um um okay so my sister recently started this initiative at dinner time where even though we aren't on our phone like my parents and I and my sister, we, we're not really on our phones during dinner. That's just not our family. But still, my sister made this bin for us to put our phones in. So not only are we not, like, touching our phones or, like, having them in our pockets, but, like, we just don't even think about them anymore because they're in a bin that my sister made and we just, like, put them away completely. I think that's a really, really great thing, especially for – how old is your sister? Um. Oh my God! Sorry, Eliana. Um, she's either <laughs> maybe she's tw- okay. She's in six. Ballpoint. Ballpoint. Eliana. <laughs> Belle, how old are you? Ellie. Uh, she's like eleven. Maybe she's. I think she's twelve. Oh. I, I, 12. <laughs> I feel so bad. I'm such a bad sister. Um. So. Okay, 11 or 12. So I just think it's really great that, like, someone, like, of that age is definitely able to realize that. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom actually did the exact same thing. We have this little red box. That. Yeah, but it didn't really – it became more of, like, an argument because like, <laughs> my dad is, like – because it's, like, in our – in the apartment in New York City. So it's, like, when we're eating dinner as a family, my dad is usually, like, working mm-hmm. and we have homework. So it became, like, a it's big hard. Thing. But we – yeah, but we also, like, don't really – use phones at the table right I think that this is a good um actual a good actually a good segue into our topic is do you have anything else to say however I don't know okay I think right now with your with this hot take we're really talking about like bettering ourselves and you know talking about how technology affects us do you do you want to you know get into our actual topic of today yeah so I think technology definitely affects us and so today we just wanted to do a deep dive into an into an event in our lives that has changed us or has affected us in some way. We want to really talk about how our outlook on life has changed based on this one monumental event in our lives. It could be big or small. Um, 
most of the stories we have today are pretty deep, but mm-hmm. we're going to add our little comedic effects. Mm-hmm. The, the jazzy aspect. Yes. Yeah. So Jackie and I and a couple of our friends, we're just going to, you know, tell you a quick story about an event in our lives. And I know it's pretty deep, but, you know, Jackie and I agreed that this would be a really good opportunity to talk about stepping out of our comfort zones and, you know, in different ways. Yeah. 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 We also want wanted to include some clips from our friends to get other perspectives on growing and developing a unique personality, especially in a digital day digital age like today (laughs) um we're first going to play my good friend and former classmate of five years liat browner's recording she honestly inspires me every day and she talks briefly about she was about how she was able to connect her judaism on our eighth grade class trip to israel hi i'm liat browner and i'm a freshman in high school An event that changed me was my 8th grade trip to Israel. From all those years learning at Mandel about Israel's history, to the downfall, to the success, and all the in-between, I finally got to see and experience being in Israel. I got to do all the things I've always wanted, from eating falafel, to praying at the Western Wall, to even hiking up Masada. From my experience at Mandel, I learned that it's important to not be ashamed of who you are, but to show, teach, and wear it with pride. Although I personally don't know Liat that well, it seems like she definitely values being able to experience things firsthand. I completely agree with you. I mean, hearing, I'm okay, so I know that that wasn't Liat's first time in Israel because, well, I just know that for a fact. But, you know, when we were on our Israel trip, we weren't with our parents. And so it was just a really great opportunity, I feel like, for Liat, but also for me to, you know, just experience Israel how I want to see Israel, not how my parents want me to see Israel. Do you feel that? Yeah, yeah. I think that's really great. I think that in a way kind of relates to our hot takes because cell phones can also distract us from finding what we really want to see in life. And I think here Liat shows that on this trip to Israel, going maybe without her parents or... And we didn't even have our phones on this trip. Oh, that makes it even even better, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think, yeah, that, that definitely. Yeah. yeah. One other thing just to, you know, round out about our trip to Israel is that Israel can be so meaningful to people in different ways because you can see the religious aspect of it or, um, you know, the, cre- the, you know, the art from up north. Or, you know, all these different aspects of Israel. But I think that since we were there on such a well-rounded trip, you know, Leah and also myself, we were just able to get so much out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I think going off of Leah's personal experience, I'll talk about my personal experience. Go so one thing, one thing that's really changed my life was, um, for the better, I think, um, was so I so at the end of sixth grade I went on an end of the year uh, Hebrew school trip and since kindergarten I've been going to Hebrew school and it was to Camp Ramon Nyack which is a mm-hmm. place that I went to summer camp for for four years so I know I knew the place well mm-hmm. um but for some reason I kind of always had a hard time connecting with the kids at Hebrew school I don't know why I've just always been a little shy around them mm-hmm. um I just had, I don't know, it's just something that I've always kind of struggled with in a way. So 
I so this trip was in May and since I can remember in the fall of sixth grade hearing about this trip and like bursting into tears like like anticipating this trip like I just cried constantly I was so nervous and I also had kind of a rough sixth grade year which is definitely something else but um it just kind of added to that and like as this trip was coming closer it became even harder it's like just something I remember was just so sad and when I talk about this experience my mom always says this was like literally one of the hardest days of her life like sending me on this trip because Mm -hmm. I just was so so sad it was just wow crazy um but she ended up making me go and I remember like having such an amazing time I became so much closer with these friends I proved myself that I could go on a trip for 48 hours with these girls and boys and I I mean even still this this trip comes around and every year I'm nervous and they're longer and they're like four like we take planes to where we go like wow. we've been to like Georgia or like Alabama just for different um, places and I, I'm always I'm always so nervous but then again I think about this one trip and how how I ended up having an amazing time and every year I do have a great time and I just I I just I don't know honestly where I would be if I hadn't gone on this trip I think like I I just I'm just so grateful for my parents um like as much stress and anxiety brought me I'm so thankful that they forced me because it's it has taught me not only that my parents are usually right but it also taught me that it's important to step out of your comfort zone um this was this was like a big leap out of my comfort zone like a like a deep dive but even something smaller, I try at least once a week to step out of my comfort zone. And this is just a philosophy that I continue to live by to this day. I'm honestly not sure where I would be without it. Yeah, I was, I really liked what you said about the comfort zone, because I feel like, you know, I feel like people sometimes see being in your comfort zone as negative. But I think that also, you know, spending time in your comfort zone is a place of rest. It's a place where you can relax and, you know, be comfortable. But when you're put out of your comfort zone sometimes you can be on edge or feel guarded against from anything around you but I think what you're saying is that you know really you know trying something new and just you know taking that chance you know you were able to step out of your comfort zone you know for good and like yeah it was a positive experience definitely yeah and I think like I can't even like imagine like what I anticipated this trip was going to be like in retrospect, it was only 48 hours. It was only, it was kids that I knew, it was Mm -hmm. people who only wanted us to have an amazing time and to form uh, great connections. But in my brain, it just was such a hurdle to get over. And I'm just, it was just, I'm just so grateful that I was, I was strong enough to get over it. Yeah, it sounds like a really big step. I know a lot of people, you know, see stress as a negative thing. But I think that, you know, being in my mind, you know, being pushed out of your comfort zone, it creates enough good stress to ramp up your like focus, your creativity, your drive, and it can just, you know, it'll inspire you. And then you can see, you know, outside of your comfort zone in a much more positive light, rather than all the stress and anxiety that you were feeling before. I agree. And I think it's also important to mention that 
stepping out of your comfort zone, it could be a huge trip like that or just something that to that extent. But it could also be like um, maybe talking, maybe like sharing your project in class or something like mm-hmm. that that just sort of takes you out briefly, but it's still something that you wouldn't normally be super comfortable doing. Yeah, I mean, in some ways, your comfort zone can be confining and like trapping because it prevents you from improving upon you know yourself and I, I I can't speak for you but you know if I was on a trip like that I afterwards I would come back and feel such an improvement in my you know social bonds and my ability to socialize with new people yes no I you're spot on I completely agree and that's exactly what it did for me yeah it it definitely helped me for the better and I'm just it's just, I'm definitely a different person to this day. I mean, talk about camp too. I mean, definitely for me, I feel like in a way it's definitely, we've talked about this before. It's definitely out of your comfort zones, comfort zone at times, but Mm -hmm. it just gives you so much positive energy and so many amazing, um, this experiences. uh, Yeah. Experiences. Jackie, thank you so much for sharing with this. I was sharing this with all of us. You know, I feel like this was like kind of a vulnerable thing to do. And, you know, it's a big step. Thank you, Hannah. No, I, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm proud of it. You know, you I, should I, be. I'm definitely able to talk about it easier than maybe I once was mm-hmm. just because I've realized how much I've grown yeah. from that experience. And you wouldn't be able to spend like eight weeks without your parents. And so at camp so I'm just appreciative that you're able to spend this much time with me in the summer yes me too I'm very thankful for that now we're going to play Tracy Walcott's recording who is a great friend of mine Tracy and I were both new to our school in seventh grade which I think is a relatively hard year to transition to an entirely new environment agreed yeah impressive And we met in gym class and pretty instantly became super close. So here she talks about a diversity conference she attended that has impacted how she views herself and others around her for the better. Hi everyone, my name's Tracy and one thing that has impacted my life was when I went to a diversity conference in Philadelphia. At first I was really scared because I didn't really know anyone there but eventually I got out of my shell and I met so many other people and I got to hear each other's stories and their experiences and just to, you know, learn how to love yourself and, you know, embrace who you are and respect other people. Thank you. You know, I think it's really cool to hear about how Tracy learned so much from a diversity conference. It was really interesting to me to hear how she was able to take what she learned and really apply it to herself and to her life. I feel like when I've attended conferences in the past, it's really hard for me to pinpoint information to learn from. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I think it's, it's great how much it impacted her and that this experience particularly stood out. Mm-hmm. Personally, I've never really been to like a, div- a, a diversity conference. It's just happening downstairs. um but I I'm definitely um I'd say in most of my environments um well obviously you know living in New York City it's so diverse Mm -hmm. just just my building I mean it's just so so diverse I think diversity definitely is something 
powerful and just it's interesting to to see how people so different from you can actually be quite similar yeah um wait I'm just sending a text to my parents to stop rearranging the furniture oh okay um I honestly can't hear it like okay it's also just very distracting to me oh (laughs) I'm sorry um I think our world needs more people like Tracy who are able to, you know, recognize when, you know, you need to take a stand and learn more about diversity and take a stand and really, you know, learn and grow and be able to share what you've learned with your whole community. And I think Tracy's doing just that even on this podcast. Yes, I agree. I think Tracy is definitely one of the things I value most about her is just she's so involved and she truly yeah. cares yeah. about others and how how she treats others and how um, I just think she she's had a great impact on me. And I think I think I speak for many people when I say that I think she's had a great impact on other people as well. On many other people, I should say. Oh, my God. The dog is going insane. Do you hear Bella? I cannot hear him. Okay. <laughs> no, her. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I met Tracy at your bat mitzvah really briefly when I was there in New York. And honestly, she just seemed like she radiated such personality. I mean, such positivity. Just, I uh-huh. think, her personality, you know, shows her dedication to bettering the world, even in that, like, really short five-minute conversation I had with her. Yeah, I I definitely agree. Um, So I think, yeah, so thank you, Tracy, for sharing your personal experience with us. Um, Hannah, do you want to? Sure. So my experience that I want to talk about is kind of a little bit different from what we've heard. So I just kind of want to talk about a couple of years in my life that kind of culminate into just an experience. Okay. So I want to really dive into my middle school experience here in Cleveland, Ohio, at um, a Jewish school called Mandel, and it's very, very small. And so the idea of the school is that it's pluralistic, so Jews from many different backgrounds can come together to really form a community. But I had, with my father being a rabbi, I've moved around a lot like a lot, a lot in my early elementary, you know, school age years. And so when I first came to Mandel, it was really hard for me to, you know, settle down and find a community because I just assumed that, oh, in two years, we're going to pick up and move to a new place as we had many other times. And so when I started out at Mandel, I was really shy and I, I didn't interact much with my peers, although I did talk to my teachers a lot, which I think helped me later on, as you'll hear. But, you know, as I moved up from fourth grade to fifth grade, I made a lot more friends and a lot more memories. And I think I just grew more comfortable with my surrounding. And, you know, I think when I like what you were saying earlier, Jackie, I think I was able to move out of my comfort zone more. And then, you know, when I first Mm -hmm. moved here. It was really out of my comfort zone. But then I was able to, you know, find my comfort zone again and become more more comfortable. But what I really wanted to talk about is that um, my was my middle school. I got super duper involved. And, you know, my grade was only 24 people. And I considered them all like brothers and sisters to me. And I was really involved in a lot of clubs. 
And the clubs kind of make up a pretty monumental and commemorative period of my life because I was constantly really busy. I mean, I don't want to like brag or boast or anything, but I was pretty involved in like Model UN, Power of the Pen, Science Fair, Student Council, um, Facing History, PJR Way. I had like an Israel Tanakh advanced thing. And I was the technical director of a lot of school plays. So, you know, wow. yeah, it was a lot. But, you know, through all those experiences, I bonded a lot with my teachers, but also with my classmates. And I was able to gain more respect for my teachers and my classmates. But I think that they all started to gain respect for me and, you know, see me more as a leader. And so I think through, you know, really like owning in on my leadership skills, I was able to succeed in my classes. And I truly like prospered and was able to fully bloom. Mm -hmm. What do you think about leadership? I think do you, so you definitely strike me as somebody who is a leader, somebody Thank who you. who I would choose to follow. I think you have a good kind of sense. Um do you think you kind of gained your and I'm talking about maybe leadership in not only like like a social way or like a intellectual or educational way but also like a um like, even if it's just Hannah Adventures, where you're, you're <laughs> leading us through the woods. Oh, my think, gosh. Do you think you um, gained that kind of leadership of ability through all these experiences at Mandel? Yeah, I think what Mandel does a really good job of um, instilling from a young age is, uh, is Midos or Midot, which are Jewish. Oh, my gosh. I don't even know how to describe a Midah. Um, I'm looking up how to describe it. Um, okay, so what Mandel does really, really well, I think, is instill different midot, which are different values from a really young age. And so one of the values that we learned a lot about in our classes was manhigu, which is leadership. And we learned it, you know, in, in you know, Tanakh class, how Moshe was a leader. Um, but, you know, I think I was able to take what I was learning and, like, allocate it and you know put it into perspective and you know learn from it and really you know put it in into my life and so I think that's how I was able to grow not just from building community and becoming more involved but you know using the values that had been instilled in me from such a young age mm -hmm. yeah that's really that's really interesting um how many how many years were you at Mandel JDS I was at Mandel for five years which, which has okay. been and probably will be the longest I'll ever stay at one school at one time. Are you, are you planning on staying at, at um, your current school for all of high school? Yes, but it, high school is only four years. Yes, yes. I'm just, <laughs> just wondering. <laughs> um, so I don't want to sound like boastful about how fortunate I was to have all these opportunities and to be able to take advantage of the opportunities. But I learned so much from all these experiences that I couldn't pass up the chance to talk about it. Yeah. No, I definitely think it's very interesting to hear all of these experiences that you've had, all these op opportunities that you've been 
like given and have found for yourself and what you've done with those yeah you you were also talking about you know being shy with your Hebrew school you know friends and do you think that leadership and you know having opportunities to go on trips you know like overnight trips helped you to become more comfortable and grow as a leader I think I think it definitely I mean you definitely know me as like from camp and I think at camp I'd consider myself more of a leader for sure yeah I just think I'm I'm definitely different at school in my home environment whether it's school Hebrew school or I mean skiing is maybe an exception but Mm -hmm. I think I'm a little bit less of a leader I think it's less that these experiences and opportunities have taught me to be a leader. It's more that they've taught me just who I am, whether Mm -hmm. that's a leader or if it's, or if it's following in my kind of own footsteps. Yeah. No, it does. I think you're definitely a leader at camp, but I think you're not a leader in like, Oh, like follow what I'm doing, copy what I'm doing, but you're a leader in like, you put yourself out there and, you know, you've established who you are and you don't conform to social norms of popularity and things like that. Thank you, Hannah. That That's really very meaningful. You're welcome. I wanted to talk a little bit about how this would affect me in the future because I think that, you know, seeing leadership from a Jewish perspective, even though I don't go to a Jewish day school anymore, Um, It's obviously instilled in me a sense of Jewish pride and has really helped me to stay connected to my Judaism so much that in college, I want to do the joint program between Columbia University and the Jewish Theological Seminary. Oh, wow. And so I'm wondering if, you know, how you were talking a little bit about, you know, breaking out of your shell around Hebrew school kids, you know, around your Hebrew school friends. Do you think that that will have a profound impact on you in the future? Um, very good question. I think, I think maybe not, I think that experience has taught me, you know, the philosophy of just getting out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I could definitely see myself um, just maybe in the future doing something that seems like a tidal wave at first, but just sort of mm-hmm. getting over that hurdle and just, just doing something that I think may have like a long-term positive effect on me like this overnight has yeah so I think yeah and I think definitely um like you're talking about that's become like a a dream kind of Mm -hmm, for sure I think yeah I think maybe I don't know obviously like I don't have a future I'm not sure what my future holds yet but I think definitely I plan on having big dreams because I know that I can I have I have confidence in myself that I can now do it. Yeah, I was looking at some quotes about leadership and to kind of, you know, round off, you know, my little segment, wanted to leave you with something that Rabbi Jonathan Sachs said. He's a really very famous rabbi. He said, leadership demands two kinds of courage, the strength to take a risk and the humility to admit when a risk fails. And I just wanted to reflect on that by saying, that kind of sums up you know me you know owning in on my leadership and you being able to own in on your um on you know being able to jump out of your comfort zone you know which is obviously a risk yeah 
that's a really great quote I almost think we should have started with that oh um (laughs) no I no I think it's really good um I definitely agree with that I think taking a risk I I think one fears the worst but I feel like just the best I feel like even if the worst comes Mm -hmm. the best is not far away I think because you just know oh this is the worst it can only get better from here and and I think I just think I like that quote I definitely resonate resonate with it I'm so glad you liked it do you have any last thoughts I do not do you uh no I think I'm good um I, I loved being able to discuss these monumental events or, you know, time periods and occurrences in our lives. Yes, I feel like I've learned a lot and I loved hearing the different perspectives. Even though we didn't have an opportunity to talk to all of our close friends, it was still nice to hear from Tracy and Liat to get some, you know, varying perspectives. Yes, I could not agree more. I honestly had such a fun time recording this episode. Let us know if we should do a part two, like always, and dive even deeper into other topics. I mean, this was pretty deep. But... This was pretty deep. <laughs> um, <laughs> we just wanted to remind you, you know, as we end our podcast here, to subscribe and give it a like and a rating and we may even read some of your reviews out loud on our next episode yes also you can give us both a follow on instagram i am at jackie spinell and i am at hannah.plotkin and i'm also going to use this opportunity to plug our brand new podcast instagram account Woo! Um, it is at honest and jazzy spelled out not the plus sign and you know we have lots of opportunities on our stories to leave feedback and you know tell us what you want to hear on the podcast yes exactly fun polls feedback suggestions anything like that and we can we can connect with you there um, if you have any questions, feel free to email us at honestandjazzy.podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach that email from our Instagram. Yes. Again, that's honestandjazzy.podcast at, e- at gmail.com. Until next time, approach your life with honesty and jazz it up. <laughs>